from the White Coat Network. This is the Basic Medical Info Podcast. From here we discuss topics and explore different parts of the human body. Today, the Basic Medical Info Podcast dives into staying healthy with diabetes. We are not medical advisors or doctors. We just bring you information on the human body and some ways that science has found to correct or detect ailments. We have researched and published here some information from major institutions. A podcast to help you understand diabetes self-care. Today, people with diabetes live longer and more healthy lives. Although having diabetes puts you at risk for serious health problems, there is a lot you can do to stay well and delay or prevent the onset of complications. Plus, a wide range of help and support is available. Your doctor and other members of your diabetes care team can work with you to create a care plan. You can also check online. There are many helpful sites on diabetes self-care. Above all, stay positive. If you take good care of yourself, diabetes won't stand in the way of an active, healthy life. What is diabetes? When we eat, our bodies turn food into glucose, a form of sugar. The sugar goes into the bloodstream and is the body's main fuel. As the levels of sugar in the blood rise, the pancreas, an organ behind the stomach, makes a hormone called insulin. Insulin helps move the sugar into the body's cells. Once inside the cells, the sugar can be used as energy. If you have type 1 diabetes, your body does not make insulin. Without insulin, cells can't get sugar from the blood. This leads to higher sugar levels. Type 1 diabetes is mostly diagnosed in children and young adults, but it can happen at any age. If you have type 2 diabetes, your body has trouble getting sugar from your blood into your cells. Either your body doesn't make enough insulin to move sugar into your cells, or your cells resist the insulin and does not let the sugar in also known as insulin resistance. Insulin and your cells. Without the right amount of insulin working with your cells the right way, your cells get no fuel. Even though your blood contains large amounts of sugar, your cells are starving. You may feel tired, hungry, or moody. With no place to go, the amount of sugar in your blood builds up. Over time, this can damage your blood vessels, nerves, and organs, causing many serious health problems. For people with type 1 diabetes, doctors will prescribe insulin. People with type 2 can often control their blood sugar with healthy eating and exercise. Doctors may also prescribe diabetes pills or insulin for better control. You have diabetes, what do you do? Although diabetes is a lifelong disease, it can be controlled. 
If you take good care of yourself and manage your diabetes, you can live a long healthy life. What managing your diabetes means. Your blood sugar levels are in a healthy range. Your blood pressure, cholesterol, and weight are also in healthy ranges. Getting a yearly urine test to check kidney health. Yearly dilated eye exams to protect your vision. Check your feet each day to make sure that you do not have cuts or sores. Sound like a lot? Don't worry, with your doctor's help, you can set up a diabetes self-care plan. Then you'll know just what to do and when. Keeping your blood sugar levels within a healthy range. Blood sugar testing is a crucial part of managing your diabetes. It allows you to see how well you are meeting your blood sugar goals. If left untreated, diabetes can cause too much or too little sugar in your blood. This can cause long-term health problems such as kidney failure or impaired vision. There are two sets of numbers that you and your doctor will look at to make sure your diabetes is under control. Numbers from when you check your blood sugar at home and the numbers from the hemoglobin A1C lab test. Testing your blood sugar at home tells you how your activities are affecting your blood sugar at the moment. It lets you know if you're on track with your care, if you need to make changes, or if you need to call your doctor for help. The hemoglobin A1C lab test results show your average blood sugar control over a 2-3 to three month period. Your doctor will schedule this test for you every 3-6 to six months, depending on how well you are able to control your blood sugar on a daily basis, and the type of diabetes you have. If you are so inclined to do so, you can track your own A1C levels based off your daily test that you do at home. This is best done in a fasting state or before breakfast when you wake up. Take the average of all your blood sugar tests and add 46.7 to that average. Then divide that number by 28.7 and that will give you your A1C number. Checking your blood sugar at home. Every person with diabetes should have a blood sugar machine, glucometer, to test blood sugar at home. It tells you what your blood sugar level is by using a small sample of blood from your finger. Not all glucometers work the same way. Make sure to read the user guide or talk to your doctor about how to use your glucometer. The number of times a day you check your blood sugar depends on the type of diabetes you have and your treatment plan. You should also check your blood sugar more often on days when you are ill, stressed, or if you have a change in routine. Talk to your doctor about how often you should check your blood sugar. Type 1 Diabetes your doctor may suggest that you test your blood sugar four to eight times a day. Testing is often done before meals and snacks, before and after exercise, 
before bedtime and in the middle of the night. Type 2 Diabetes Your doctor may have you test your blood sugar before meals and sometimes before bedtime. If you take insulin to control your diabetes, your doctor will suggest blood sugar testing two or more times a day, depending on the type and amount of insulin you need. Keeping track of your blood sugar levels. Keeping a log of your blood sugar levels is a simple and easy way to see the link between your blood sugar and your actions. For instance, you may have higher blood sugar levels after eating certain foods, or lower levels if you exercised more than normal. Seeing this will help you stay within your target blood sugar range more often, for better diabetes control. How to record in your log Make a blood sugar log Each time you check your blood sugar, Write down your numbers and note any actions that may have affected your levels, such as what you ate, if you skipped a meal, if you took medicine, or if you were sick. Always write down your blood sugar numbers right away, they may be hard to remember later. And always bring your log to your doctor visits. The more your doctor knows about your blood sugar levels, the better care he or she can provide. On the log, keep track of the day of the week, date, hour the test was taken, blood sugar level, time or event of the day, like before breakfast or two hours after eating. Make a section for notes like eating too many cards while you are out eating or taking meds. Your hemoglobin, A1C lab test. The hemoglobin A1C lab test shows your average blood sugar level over the past two to three months. It is reported as a percentage. Often referred to as A1C, this test is a vital part of managing your diabetes. It is important that both your A1C results and your daily blood sugar numbers fall within the range that you and your doctor have set. If your A1C is in a good range, but your day-to-day -day testing shows wide swings from high to low, your doctor may want to adjust your treatment and self-care plan. That is why it is important to record your numbers in your blood sugar log and bring your log with you to your doctor visits. What does the A1C measure? Hemoglobin is the part of your red blood cells that carries oxygen from your lungs to every cell in your body. Sugar in the blood tends to bond with the hemoglobin. The A1C test measures how much sugar is bonded to your hemoglobin. The more sugar bonded to your hemoglobin, the higher your A1C number will be. When your blood sugar levels are normal, only a small amount of hemoglobin gets bonded with sugar. The A1C level is low. High blood sugar. If you have diabetes and tend to have a lot of sugar in your blood, then more of your hemoglobin will be bonded with the sugar. The A1C level is higher. 
Why is getting an A1C test so important? Knowing your A1C number can help protect you from long-term health problems caused by high blood sugar. When high levels of sugar are bonded to the hemoglobin, there is a decrease in the supply of oxygen to your organs. This means that damage is being done to your heart, kidneys, eyes, and nerves. This can lead to a heart attack, stroke, kidney disease, blindness, or amputation. Lowering your A1C by any amount can help decrease your risk for health problems in the future. What should my A1C number be? You and your doctor will set a goal that's right for you. If your A1C is higher than it should be, talk to your doctor about steps you can take to bring it down. Your doctor may ask you to make changes to your diet or to exercise more. Your doctor may also change your diabetes medicine or add new medicine. How often should I get an A1C test? Your doctor may order an A1C test when you first get diabetes to know your baseline number. Future test results will be compared to your baseline number to check if your blood sugar control is getting better or worse. How often you need the A1C test will depend on how well you control your blood sugar. Doctors suggest at least two times per year. You may need it more often if your A1C number is too high. You plan to become pregnant. You begin taking a new diabetes medicine. Your doctor changes your diabetes treatment plan. If you don't know your A1C number or are not sure if you have had an A1C test, Talk to your doctor about when your next A1C test should be. Dealing with low and high blood sugar. Not everyone has the same symptoms when blood sugar gets too high or too low. Some people may not feel symptoms at all, but they most likely won't feel like their normal selves. It's important that you know the signs of low and high blood sugar. If you start having any of the symptoms, check your blood sugar right away. Knowing if your sugar level is too high or too low will help you decide what actions to take to bring your blood sugar level back to a healthy range. What is low blood sugar? For most people, blood sugar levels are considered low or hypoglycemia if they score under 70 on a glucometer. When blood sugar is too low, the body does not have enough energy to function well. Low blood sugar levels may differ from person to person. Talk to your doctor about what is too low for you. Common symptoms of low blood sugar levels include Shaking or feeling shaky Sweating for no reason Fainting Blurry vision, rapid heartbeat, sudden mood changes. What causes low blood sugar? Taking too much diabetes medicine, 
Skipping meals. Eating smaller portions than you normally eat. Exercising more than usual. Being ill. How do I treat low blood sugar? If your sugar level is low, there are steps you must do to get it back to a normal range. If you find yourself having symptoms of low blood sugar and you do not have a glucometer at hand, treat the symptoms anyway to keep them from getting worse. To get your blood sugar back to normal levels, follow these steps. Eat or drink 15 grams of carbs that digest quickly, such as one of the following. 4 or 5 saltine crackers. 1 tablespoon of honey. Half cup of juice or regular soda. 3 or 4 pieces of hard candy, not sugar-free. 3 glucose tablets. 1 tablespoon of sugar. Wait 15 minutes and retest your blood sugar. If it is still low, eat another 15 grams of carbs. Wait another 15 minutes and retest your blood sugar again. If your levels are still too low, call your doctor right away. On the go? It is a good idea to have carb snacks that digest quickly with you at all times just in case your blood sugar drops when you are out. Pack a to-go bag with high-carb snacks such as juice, hard candy, and crackers. What is high blood sugar? For most people with diabetes, blood sugar levels are considered high when they score over 130 on a glucometer before a meal or 180 on a glucometer one to two hours after a meal. When blood sugar is too high for long periods of time, it can damage your nerves, blood vessels, and organs. High levels can also lead to diabetic ketoacidosis. High blood sugar levels may differ from person to person. Talk to your doctor about what is too high for you. Diabetic Ketoacidosis When you have diabetes, your body has trouble using sugar in your blood for energy. If your diabetes is left untreated, your body begins to use fat and muscle for energy, leaving behind fatty acids or ketones in your blood is known as diabetic ketoacidosis. These ketones make blood and urine more acidic than it should be. This may cause health problems over time. You can test for ketones by dipping a urine test strip into a sample of urine. The strip will show the number of ketones in your urine by turning a certain color after dipping. Talk to your doctor about testing for ketones and ask about the risk of diabetic ketoacidosis. Symptoms of high blood sugar include being very thirsty, headaches, trouble concentrating, blurry vision, feeling weak or tired, urinating more than normal.
What causes high blood sugar levels? Forgetting to take your medicine. Eating more carbs than usual. Being ill. Having more stress than usual. Getting less exercise than usual. How do I treat high blood sugar? If you have a high blood sugar level, there are changes you need to make to get back to a normal range. If you have symptoms of high blood sugar but don't have a glucometer at hand, treat the symptoms anyway to keep them from getting worse. Cut out carbs until your blood sugar comes down. Drink plenty of water to prevent dehydration and to keep your kidneys healthy. Get more exercise. Before exercising, check your urine for ketones. If ketones are present, do not exercise because it may cause your blood sugar to rise even more. If your blood sugar stays over 180 for three days in a row, or if you test your urine and find ketones, call your doctor. He or she may want to adjust your treatment plan. Sick Day Rules When we are sick, our bodies release hormones that help us fight infection. These hormones can cause blood sugar levels to go up and can block the effects of insulin on the body. To protect yourself from this, Talk to your doctor about what to do if you get sick. The following are common sick day rules. Check your blood sugar levels every 2 to 3 hours. If you have type 1 diabetes, your doctor may advise you to take extra insulin to bring down your blood sugar levels. If you have type 2 diabetes, your doctor may advise you to take your medicine more often. Rest as much as you can and get enough sleep. Drink a lot of water and don't have caffeine. Take your medicine on schedule even if you are throwing up. Effects of medicines on blood sugar. Medicines that you take when you are sick may affect blood sugar levels even if they don't contain sugar. Ask your doctor or pharmacist which medicines are safe for you to use when you are sick. Some medications and the effect on your blood sugar. Aspirin or antibiotics. These will lower your blood sugar. Cough syrup and decongestants. These will raise blood sugar. Call your doctor right away if you are throwing up and can't keep anything in your stomach. Have a fever over 101 degrees Fahrenheit for more than two days. Have nonstop diarrhea. Are sick for a couple of days and not getting better. Emergencies and diabetes. A medical ID necklace or bracelet alerts others that you have diabetes and need special treatment in case you are not able to speak. Understanding your medicine Most people with diabetes need to take medicine to control their blood sugar. These medicines include diabetes pills and insulin shots. 
Diabetes Pills When people are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, doctors will first suggest a diabetic diet along with exercise to help them manage their diabetes. After a certain point, these healthy lifestyle changes may not be enough to bring blood sugar levels down to a normal range. When this happens, doctors will often prescribe diabetes pills. There are many different types of pills. The most common are as follows according to the American Diabetes Association. Metformin lowers blood sugar by decreasing the amount of sugar the liver makes. Gliburide lowers blood sugar by increasing the amount of insulin the body makes. Pioglitazone or Actose lowers blood sugar by increasing the body's response to insulin. Citagliptin or Genuvia lowers blood sugar by increasing insulin release during meals. And if you need insulin, people with type 1 diabetes need insulin to control their blood sugar. People with type 2 diabetes may need insulin if eating right and exercising over time is not enough to keep their blood sugar in a healthy range. Because insulin is a protein, it can't be taken by mouth. Like any other protein, insulin would be digested and broken down in your stomach before it reached your bloodstream. This is why insulin can only be given as a shot. There are many types of insulin that your doctor can prescribe. The type of insulin will depend on how your body responds to insulin, your lifestyle, diet and exercise, and blood sugar goals. It is important to know what type of insulin you are taking, how many units you are taking, and when you need to take it. The following are some common types of insulin. Apidra, Humalog, Novolog, rapid-acting insulin reaches the bloodstream 15 minutes after injection, peaks at 1 hour, and continues to work for 2 to 4 hours. Humulin R, Novolin R, regular or short-acting insulin reaches the bloodstream 30 minutes after injection, peaks at 2 to 3 hours, and continues to work for 3 to 6 hours. Humulin N, Novolin N, intermediate-acting insulin reaches the bloodstream about 2 to 4 hours after injection, peaks at 4 to 12 hours, and is effective for about 12 to 18 hours. Levomir, Lantus, long-acting insulin reaches the bloodstream several hours after injection, and tends to lower sugar levels over a 24-hour period. Tips for managing insulin Keep insulin in the fridge when you are not using it. If you keep your insulin at room temperature, 61 to 79 degrees Fahrenheit, make sure to get a new bottle every 30 days. Before you inject insulin, take it out of the fridge and wait 15 to 20 minutes before use. Never leave your insulin in a car or in the freezer. If this happens, throw it away and get a new bottle. 
Always make sure to carry an extra bottle of insulin in case you break or lose your bottle. Keep your medicine in one bag along with all your diabetes supplies, alcohol wipes, needles, glucometer, and cotton balls. Don't forget to check the expiration date. Refill your insulin prescription on time. Where to inject insulin? For best results, insulin needs to be injected in the fatty layer of your skin and never in a muscle or vein. Stomach area, use your lower abdomen or hip area where there tends to be more fat. Avoid your belly button by at least two inches. Upper arm, use the back area of the upper arm where there tends to be more fat. Avoid the top part of your outer arm near your shoulder. Upper thigh, use the outer thigh area where there tends to be more fat. Avoid the inner thigh and the bony area around your knee. Talk to your doctor about which sites may work best for you. Make sure to choose a site that you can see and reach comfortably. Once you choose a site, stay within that site for some time. Try to space your shots about an inch apart. How to inject insulin. You can inject with an insulin syringe or insulin pen. An insulin syringe allows you to draw insulin from a bottle and can only be used once. Insulin pens come in two types, disposable and reusable. Disposable pens come pre-filled with insulin. Reusable pens have a cartridge of insulin that can be replaced when empty. When you are getting ready to give yourself an insulin shot, make sure that you find a clean, dry area with a place to wash your hands. Gather all your supplies and follow these steps. Choose a site to inject, such as the stomach area. Make sure to clean the area first with an alcohol swab. Use your fingers to pinch one to two inches of skin and fat. While pinching your skin, use your other hand to hold your insulin pen or syringe and push the needle all the way in at a 90 degree angle. Let go of the skin you are pinching and inject the insulin slowly until you are done with the entire dose. Leave the syringe or pen in place for 5 seconds. Doing this prevents insulin from leaking out if the needle is removed too quickly. Take the needle out at the same 90 degree angle. Never use it more than once, reuse can cause bleeding, bruising, or scarring. It can also cause the needle to break off in the skin. Talk to your doctor about how to safely dispose of your used needles. Your city or county may have disposal options for you. Staying healthy with diabetes. Knowing how diabetes affects your body can help you take care of yourself to prevent health problems in the future. If not well controlled, diabetes can severely damage your body over time. 
The good news is that the risk of most of these diabetes-related conditions can be reduced by keeping your blood sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol at healthy levels. In this section, you'll learn what these conditions are and ways to prevent or delay their onset. Make sure to talk with your doctor about what your risks may be and the best way to protect your health. Control your blood pressure and cholesterol. The risk of cardiovascular disease, heart attack, stroke, and blood vessel disease is greater for people with diabetes who have high blood pressure and high cholesterol levels. High blood pressure. Two out of three people with diabetes have high blood pressure. High blood pressure is when the blood moves through the blood vessels with too much force, causing your heart to work harder. Over time, this can cause heart disease and increase your risk for other diabetes problems. Screening for high blood pressure. High blood pressure has been called the silent killer because there are no obvious symptoms and people are not always aware that they have it. So have your blood pressure checked at every doctor visit, and, if you have high blood pressure, check it daily at home. Here's what your numbers mean. Healthy blood pressure, below 120 over 80. Early high blood pressure, upper value of 120 to 129, with lower value less than 80. High blood pressure, 130 over 80 or higher. Keeping your blood pressure within a healthy range can help you delay or prevent a heart attack or stroke. Talk with your doctor about what your target blood pressure range should be. High cholesterol. Cholesterol is a soft, waxy, fat-like substance that is found in your body's cells. Your body needs some cholesterol for good health, but too much can lead to problems. When you have high levels of cholesterol, it can join with other fats in your blood and form plaque. Over time, plaque can harden and clog your blood vessels, restricting blood flow to the heart. Like high blood pressure, high cholesterol can cause heart attack or stroke. Talk to your doctor about keeping your cholesterol in a healthy range and get a cholesterol test at least once a year. What to do about high blood pressure and high cholesterol? High blood pressure and high cholesterol will not go away without treatment. Some people can control these conditions with lifestyle changes. Others may also need medicines. Work with your doctor and diabetes care team to create a treatment plan that works for you. Guard your heart. The heart pumps blood to the entire body using blood vessels. The blood it delivers is full of oxygen and nutrients to keep you going day after day. Having diabetes increases the risk for heart disease. Talk to your doctor about your risk. 
Watch for any warning signs and never delay calling 911 if you think you may be having a heart attack. Warning signs of a heart attack can include chest pain or discomfort, pain in your arms, back, jaw, neck, or stomach, shortness of breath, sweating, heartburn or nausea, feeling lightheaded, feeling tired. Warning signs of heart failure can include shortness of breath, weakness, nausea, feeling tired, swelling of the feet and ankles, nerve damage caused by diabetes can make a heart attack painless. If you have any other warning signs, call 911. Keep your brain safe. A stroke is a sudden stop of blood flow to your brain. Strokes are mostly caused by a blood clot blocking a blood vessel in the brain or neck. After having a stroke, people may have problems moving, may have pain, trouble speaking, or remembering things. Diabetes puts you at higher risk for stroke. Risk factors for stroke include heart disease or high blood pressure, unhealthy cholesterol levels, smoking, being overweight, not being physically active, being over age 55, being African American, family history of stroke, Warning signs of a stroke include Weakness or numbness on one side of the body Sudden confusion Trouble speaking Dizziness, loss of balance, or trouble walking Double vision or trouble seeing Headache Call 911 right away if you have any warning signs of a stroke being treated quickly can help prevent permanent damage to your brain. Preserve your blood vessels. Peripheral arterial disease, PAD, is where blood vessels in the legs are narrowed or blocked by fatty deposits. This makes it harder for the heart to get blood to the legs and feet. Having diabetes puts you at risk for PAD. Other risk factors include High blood pressure Unhealthy cholesterol levels Smoking Being overweight Not being physically active Being over age 50 Having a personal or family history of heart disease, heart attack, or stroke Symptoms of PAD include Leg pain that goes away after resting Numbness, tingling, or coldness in the lower legs or feet Sores on the feet or legs that heal slowly About 1 in 3 people with diabetes over age 50 have PAD Protect your nerves from damage 
Nerve damage, neuropathy, affects more than 50% of people with diabetes. Nerves throughout your body send signals to and from the brain so you can sense and react to pain and touch. High blood sugar levels can injure these nerves, but damage is more common in the hands and feet. Healthy foot. Our feet are full of nerve endings with healthy pathways to the brain. Feet are very sensitive. Unhealthy foot nerves have lost coating and pathways don't work. Feet lose feeling. Symptoms of nerve damage tend to get worse at night. Call your doctor if you are having any of these symptoms. Numbness or unable to feel pain. Pain or increased sensitivity. Tingling feeling with or without burning or warm sensation. Pins and needles sensation. Muscle weakness. Slower reflexes. Foot problems such as ulcers, infection, or joint pain. The biggest risk factors for nerve damage include Uncontrolled diabetes. Protect yourself from nerve damage by keeping your blood sugar levels within your target range. Obesity. Excess weight can lead to conditions that cause nerve damage. Smoking. Smoking hardens your arteries, making it hard for injuries to heal and causes damage to your nerves. Healthy eating. Healthy lifestyle changes and controlled blood sugar levels can help prevent or delay nerve damage. Although medicine will not prevent further damage, it can ease pain and discomfort. Protect your kidneys. Your kidneys contain millions of tiny blood vessels that act as filters. Their job is to remove waste and excess fluids from your blood. This waste and fluid are then moved out of your body through urine. The kidneys also perform other vital functions. Controls your blood pressure. Keeps your bones strong and healthy. Triggers bone marrow to make new red blood cells. Having diabetes puts you at high risk for chronic kidney disease, CKD. When diabetes is not well controlled, the high blood sugar levels can damage kidneys over time and lead to a decline in kidney function. CKD cannot be cured, but it can be treated and managed. It's vital that you work closely with your doctor to prevent or detect CKD in the early stages. CKD has different stages. Most people with mild to moderate CKD can protect their kidneys from getting worse by living a healthy lifestyle and taking medicines. Advanced stages may require treatments such as dialysis, using a machine to perform the kidney's job, or a kidney transplant. What are the symptoms of CKD? Most people who have CKD don't notice symptoms until they have less than 30% of kidney function left. Symptoms may include Feeling tired 
lack of appetite, swelling in lower legs, hands, or face, trouble sleeping due to itching, muscle cramps, or restless legs, urinating more or less than usual, because symptoms don't usually show up until there has been quite a lot of kidney damage, make sure you keep all your scheduled doctor appointments. Your doctor will want to screen you for CKD at least once a year. Guard your vision. Having diabetes puts you at high risk for eye problems that can lead to vision loss or blindness. Diabetic eye disease has no early warning signs. By the time you notice changes in your vision, your eyes could already be badly damaged. That's why you should get a diabetic eye exam at least once a year, even if your diabetes is well controlled. This simple, painless exam can help find problems early, and early treatment can help protect your vision. Your diabetic eye exam is not the same as a routine eye exam. What can I expect when I get a diabetic eye exam? Your eye doctor will put drops in your eyes to enlarge your pupils. Then your eye doctor will use a special lens and a ray of light to look all the way to the back wall of your eyes. The exam is not painful, but your vision may be blurred for a few hours. You'll also be sensitive to light, so bring dark sunglasses to wear after your exam. What will my eye doctor be looking for? Your eye doctor will be looking for early signs of eye disease. The most common eye disease for people with diabetes is diabetic retinopathy. You are also at risk for glaucoma and cataracts. Diabetic retinopathy. The inside of your eye is lined by a layer of nerves called the retina. The retina responds to light and sends images to your brain. Diabetes can damage the small blood vessels in the retina, causing retinopathy. Retinopathy can blur or distort the images that the retina sends to the brain. If it is not caught and treated during the early stages, retinopathy can lead to severe vision loss or blindness. Glaucoma this condition occurs when pressure builds up in the eye. If not treated, the pressure damages blood vessels of the retina and optic nerve, causing vision loss. Although glaucoma cannot be cured, it can be treated to prevent further damage or blindness. Ways to control glaucoma may include eye drops, laser treatment, medicine, or surgery. Cataracts a cataract is a clouding of the clear lens in your eye. The lens lets you focus on an image, just like a camera lens does. As cataracts progress, images get out of focus. During early stages, vision may be improved with glasses. Later, cataracts may call for surgery, which often restores complete vision. What can I do to protect my vision? Images get out of focus. 
During early stages, vision may be impaired. Don't wait for a vision change to occur before you see your eye doctor. Schedule your yearly diabetic eye exam to check for diabetic retinopathy, glaucoma, and cataracts. Although vision problems are common for people with diabetes, blindness can be prevented with early treatment and proper care. To prevent eye disease, keep your blood sugar levels and blood pressure under control. If you smoke, quit. And let your doctor know right away if you have blurry or double vision. You feel eye pain or pressure. You see spots or lines floating in your vision. You can't see well out the corner of your eye. You see flashing lights or have blank spots. Helpful tip. Call to schedule your diabetic eye exam around the same time as a yearly event like your birthday or the new year. This will help remind you when it's time to call again next year. Take care of your mouth. Did you know diabetes can also affect your mouth, teeth, and gums? Keeping your diabetes under control, seeing your dentist on a routine basis, and taking care of your mouth daily can help prevent oral complications. Some of these include Gum, periodontal, disease, it's the most common oral problem in people with diabetes and can lead to tooth and bone loss. An early sign of gum disease is bleeding when you brush or floss your teeth. Dry mouth, high blood sugar levels, and some medicines cause a decrease in saliva. Saliva helps keep your mouth healthy by washing away bacteria. A decrease of saliva puts you at risk for tooth decay and infections. Trush, this is a type of yeast that can grow on your tongue and the inside of your cheeks. It looks like white or red patches and causes a painful burning feeling. High levels of sugar and saliva make it easy for yeast to grow. Trush is more common in people who wear dentures. Prevent these oral problems with daily dental care. Brush and floss, brushing twice a day with toothpaste that contains fluoride and flossing at least once a day helps remove plaque. Plaque that is not removed will harden, causing gums to swell and bleed easily, especially when brushing or flossing. This can lead to gum disease. Denture care. If you have dentures, remove and clean them daily. Make sure you take them out before going to bed. Smoking, if you smoke, stop. Smoking raises your risk of oral problems like gum disease and thrush. And see your dentist every six months. Your dentist will check your mouth for cavities, plaque, and gum health. He or she will also clean your teeth during this visit. Make sure you tell your dentist you have diabetes and if you take any medicines. Avoid foot problems. For the most part, 
people give little thought to their feet. But if you have diabetes, your feet need special care. Blood sugar levels that are high all the time will damage nerves and lead to loss of feeling in the feet. High blood sugar levels will also make poor blood flow and slow healing. In fact, one in four people with diabetes develop foot problems and, in extreme cases, get to the point of losing a toe, foot, or leg amputation. Common foot problems include Skin changes The skin on your foot can get very dry and may peel and crack. This is because the nerves that control the moisture in your foot no longer work. Calluses Calluses build up faster and more often in people who have diabetes. These are layers of thick skin caused from a lot of rubbing usually on the ball of the foot. If not trimmed, they can turn into ulcers. They can also form on toes or heels. Cuts, sores, cracks, and blisters. Diabetes causes arteries to harden, which can lead to poor blood flow. When blood flow to the feet is reduced, these cuts can't heal and may lead to ulcers. Having good blood sugar control and a daily foot care routine can lower your risk for complications. Here's what you can do. Inspect your feet every day. You may not be able to feel pain caused by a small crack, an ingrown toenail, or a blister. Look closely for cuts, sores, cracks, blisters, or swelling. If you have trouble reaching your feet, use a mirror to help you see your foot better. You can also ask your support person for help. See your doctor right away if you have foot injuries that are not healing. Don't treat them yourself, you may injure your feet. Wash your feet every day. Use warm water, not hot. Dry them with care, mainly between the toes. To avoid dry skin, rub a thin coat of lotion on the tops and bottoms of your feet, but not between your toes. Practice general foot care. Trim your toenails with care, straight across, and file the edges with a nail file. If you can't reach, have your support person help you. Wear shoes and socks, or slippers, with a hard sole always. Never walk barefoot, not even at home. You can step on something and get a cut or a scratch without knowing it. Check inside your shoes for any debris or objects before you put them on. At each doctor visit, take your shoes off as soon as you arrive in the exam room and ask your doctor to check your feet for damage. If you have calluses, corns, or warts, have your doctor check them too. Protect your skin. People with diabetes are at high risk for skin problems. With proper care, skin problems can be treated or prevented. Talk to your doctor about your skin at your next visit. 
Skin conditions may include Bacterial infections, examples include styes and boils. Fungal infections, itchy rash, causing skin to look red and moist, often surrounded by tiny blisters and scales. Examples include ringworm, athlete's foot, and yeast infections. Itchy skin, constant itching anywhere on the body, but most often on the lower legs. Acanthosis nigricans, tan or brown raised patches that often appear around the neck, armpit, and groin. Diabetic dermopathy, shin spots, light brown, oval scaly patches often on the legs. Diabetic blisters, painless fluid-filled blisters that appear on the fingers, hands, and toes. Vitiligo, changes in skin color, usually white patches. Tips for healthy skin. Keep your blood sugar levels under control. Keep skin dry and clean. Avoid very hot water. Use body lotion daily, but avoid skin folds, fingers, and toes. Check your feet for cuts, cracks, or injuries every day. See your doctor or a dermatologist about any skin problems. Depressions and Diabetes What is depression? Everyone feels sad sometimes. It's a normal part of facing life's problems and dealing with feelings of hurt and loss. But when people feel a sadness so intense, they can't seem to perform their normal routines, they may have depression. This is not a sign of weakness. While depression is a serious medical problem, it can be treated, and people can regain control of their lives again. Depression and Diabetes People with diabetes are two times more likely to have depression than those without diabetes. It may be that the stress of living with diabetes leads to depression or makes depression worse. At the same time, when people are depressed, they may not feel like taking care of their diabetes. They may stop taking medicines or eating healthy foods. Such actions can make diabetes symptoms worse. This, in turn, may lead them to feel more stressed or depressed. Without proper treatment, this cycle will go on. Symptoms of Depression If you are in a depressed mood most of the day or find little or no pleasure in things you used to enjoy, you may have depression. These feelings of sadness and loss of interest can lead to a wide range of other symptoms such as not being able to get to sleep or stay asleep or having a major change in sleep patterns, not being able to concentrate, think clearly, remember details, or make decisions, overeating or having no appetite, Feeling tired all the time. Feeling restless or irritable. Feeling guilty, hopeless, or worthless. 
What if I have depression and diabetes? It is vital that you work with your doctor to treat both conditions at the same time. Often, treating one condition will help you with the other. When you treat depression, this can increase your mood level and ability to manage your diabetes. When you keep your blood sugar at a healthy range, it will protect you from other health problems and improve your sense of well-being. Dealing with both depression and diabetes is not easy. But you don't have to do this alone. Reach out to a family member or trusted friend. Join a local support group for people who have depression, diabetes, or both. Talking to others can help you cope. Join a club or take classes to connect with other people. Be active each day. Even a 10-minute walk can help improve your mood and control your blood sugar. If your doctor treats your depression with medicines, be sure to take all the medicines the way your doctor tells you and give them time to work. Talk to your doctor about other ways to treat depression. Could it be depression? If low moods are making it hard for you to get through your days, you may be struggling with depression. Most people with depression need treatment to get better. Getting the most from your doctor visits. Asking questions and letting your doctor know what concerns you have can often improve the care you get. But it's easy to forget what you wanted to ask once you get to your doctor's office. How many times have you arrived home and thought, oh, I can't believe I forgot to ask about that, again? Make the most of your next visit. Prepare a list of questions you want to ask your doctor. This will help you focus on your concerns during your visit. Use a notebook to jot down your questions and to record what your doctor tells you. If you can't take complete notes when you're with your doctor, it's a good idea to sit in the waiting room and finish up before leaving. You may also think of asking a family member or trusted friend to go with you. This person can listen, take notes, and offer support. This section lists questions that are important to people with diabetes. Since time is often limited during doctor visits, it's best to focus on three or four of your most important concerns so that there's enough time to get the answers you need. Your questions may change from visit to visit, depending on how you are doing. Checking your blood sugar. Everything you do, eat, exercise, take medicines, affects your blood sugar. Checking your blood sugar on a scheduled basis lets you know if you're making good choices to keep your diabetes in control. Also, checking your blood sugar helps you treat high or low blood sugar before it becomes an emergency. Questions you should ask. How often should I check my blood sugar? When are the best times to check my blood sugar? What are the signs that my blood sugar is getting too high or too low? 
What is too high, and what should I do if my blood sugar is too high? What is too low, and what should I do if my blood sugar is too low? About diabetes medicines. Your doctor may prescribe medicines to keep your blood sugar under control. Make a list of all the medicines you are taking for your doctor to review. Include name, dosage, how many times, and when you take it. Don't forget about over-the-counter medicines, vitamins, and other supplements. Questions to ask. When is the best time to take my medicine? What side effects should I look out for and tell you about? Do I need to take my diabetes medicine even on days when I feel fine? What should I do if I forget to take my medicine? Lab tests and exams. Routine lab tests and exams will help your healthcare team find and treat problems early. Always ask your doctor what you need to do to prepare for a lab test or exam. For some tests, you may be asked not to eat or drink except for water 8 to 10 hours before the test. To make sure your test results are correct, always prepare as your doctor tells you. Questions to ask How often should I have my A1C test? What should my A1C results be? What other lab tests do I need? How often? What other routine exams do I need? How often? With my eye doctor? With my dentist? With other specialists? Managing diabetes on sick days. Being sick with a cold or the flu can cause your blood sugar to rise very quickly, even if you are not eating much. People with diabetes should take extra care of themselves when they are sick. Talk to your doctor about a sick day plan. Questions to ask. How often and when should I check my blood sugar? What should I eat and drink? What flu or cold medicines are safe to take? Should I change how I take my diabetes medicines? When should I call your office, go to urgent care, or go to the ER? Exercise When you exercise, your muscles use blood sugar as fuel. Routine exercise can help you control your blood sugar, strengthen your heart, and give you more energy. Always keep a small carb snack, like fruit or a fruit drink, on hand. Or carry a glucose gel tube or glucose tablets in your pocket in case your blood sugar gets low. And stay hydrated with water before, during, and after exercise. Questions to ask. What kind of exercise is safe for me to do? What should I avoid? How much should I exercise each day? Do I need to check my blood sugar before exercise? What should my blood sugar be before exercise? 
What should I bring with me when I exercise? Your healthy weight. Being at a healthy weight can help you control your diabetes and reduce your risk for other health problems. Your doctor can tell you what a healthy weight range is for you. Questions to ask. What is a good weight for me? How does weight affect my diabetes? Healthy eating with diabetes. Your diet plays a major role in helping you manage your diabetes, but that does not mean you need to change your whole diet or eat special foods. You'll find that small healthy changes to your diet will help keep your blood sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol levels under control and help you maintain a good weight. This will help you feel your best each day and prevent other problems that may occur with diabetes, such as heart or kidney failure. With a little practice, you can learn how to make the right food choices for your life. We wish to give thanks to the following organizations for literature for the information in this podcast. American Diabetes Association Mayo Clinic Thanks for listening to another episode of Basic Medical Info Podcast. Please come again and remember, please subscribe.